0: Structure. What truly distinguishes the anarchist communist organisation is its structure, its relationship with the working class, and a theoretical elaboration of that relationship coupled with a precise understanding of class spontaneity. It becomes increasingly important to attempt this clarification. The crisis of capitalism on a global level, I we include China, Cuba, and the Socialist nations of Latin America, in this, is reflected in the crisis of the organisations of the revolutionary left. These organisations duplicate ruling class values in their authoritarianism, their high degree of centralism, their worship of hierarchy, and the sheep like submission of the rank and file to the omnipotent and all wise leadership. As the crisis of capitalism deepens, the related crisis of the left parties becomes more extreme, with split after split opportunism and collaboration with the social democratic agents of the bosses, the Labour Party. We have seen the crises inside the Socialist Workers' Party, SWP, around the case of Comrade X, and before it, the crises inside the Workers' Revolutionary Party, WRP both involving turning a blind eye to sexual abuse of young women by leading members and in the case of the WRP, financial corruption, spying for Middle Eastern regimes and endorsement of murders of foreign fraternal comrades by the same regimes. It is precisely the centralism and authoritarianism of these Leninist groups that can allow such abuses to be facilitated and abusers empowered. It is vital that a strong libertarian movement in all areas of social life is created so that working people can defend themselves against the capitalist onslaught and to create a free, self-organised society. To assist in the building of such a mass movement, a libertarian revolutionary organisation is necessary, an organisation that fights for the coordination of all anti-capitalist struggles. Such an organisation must have a structure that ensures permanent political debate and must be controlled by the whole membership. The organisation must have a robust libertarian structure that can organise itself more effectively than the authoritarian revolutionary parties who are able to order about their dupes and underlings. Members and groups in the revolutionary organisation must accept collective responsibility for its action, work to a collective plan and, more importantly, contribute to making decisions themselves. Otherwise, we'll be no more than a pale imitation of the hierarchically organised so-called communists. Declaration of the First International Quote, The emancipation of the working class is the task of the working class itself. Unquote. Quote, The working class by itself can only attain trade union consciousness. Unquote. Lenin, what is to be done? A vast abyss of theory and practice lies between these two statements. We reject the Leninist concept, which springs from the managerial strata, and the intelligentsia, which seeks to dragoon the workers into a new form of oppression, the workers' state. But equally, we reject the anti-organisational and localist perspectives of many anarchists. The concept of working-class spontaneity has been distorted and misunderstood for too long. We do not take the unhistorical attitude that some anarchists defend that the working class springs into revolutionary activity with no links to previous struggles and no previous agitation by revolutionary minorities. On the contrary, the work of revolutionaries over many years in taking part in clarifying and coordinating struggles in the working class greatly helps the revolutionary process. What we mean by working class spontaneity is the ability of the class to take direct action on its own behalf and to develop new forms of struggle and organisation. The activities of the working class have taken place regardless of and often directly against the pontifications of the revolutionary elite. We in the working class are fully capable of taking direct action for ourselves. We can develop new forms of struggle and organisation to meet our needs. Our class has always thrown up new forms of organisation in times of revolutionary unrest, from sitting strikes to mass pickets, flying pickets and road blockades to mass assemblies and workers' councils. All of this has taken place independently of the so-called revolutionary vanguards. Quote, let us put it quite bluntly. The errors committed by a truly revolutionary workers' movement are historically far more fruitful and valuable than the infallibility of even the best central committee, Rosa Luxemburg, Organisational Questions of Russian Social Democracy The experiences of working class life constantly lead to the development of ideas and action which question the established order. On the one hand, the ruling class seeks to reinforce and perpetuate the fragmentation of working class solidarity through its control of the media and education, and through its perpetuation of oppression. At the same time, different sections of the working class reach different degrees of consciousness. The working class is neither an amorphous mass, nor, for the moment, a solid and united class, conscious of itself and its power. The Anarchist Communist Revolutionary Organisation understands this. It also realises that the only authentic working class revolution is one where working people use mass action to smash the state apparatus of the ruling class and therefore the power of that class itself. Any other revolution cannot by its nature be working class and only leads to the formation of a new ruling class. Understanding these facts The revolutionary organisation recognises that it has several tasks to perform.